In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is Sunday before the great fast. This is the season of our spiritual spring. And this is the time we wait for in order for us to get closer again to God and detach ourselves from many things that linger to us during the previous year. It's a blessed season for those who are going to fast in a spiritual way. Today we are going to talk about the great fast, how this season become a spiritual and nourishing one. We'll talk in few words about the right mindset, the dual work, consecration, seriousness, and then according to the rules. In order for us to get through this season and receive its blessings, we have to acquire the right mindset. What are we approaching? What we are getting ourselves towards? First of all, fasting is not an aim by itself. You do not go to heaven because you are fasting. Fasting is just a tool. I mean, you use it for something better than just abstaining from food. If we abstain from food and we do not struggle against evil, what is the benefit? If we just hold ourselves from eating, but we are not holding our tongues from speaking against one another, so what did we gain out of this? So the first thing we remind ourselves with, fasting is just a mean, it's not a goal by itself. Fasting also is a spiritual work, not just a diet. Many people keep asking this question, what God benefits from me being hungry or eating something that's not pleasant? Definitely God is not going to benefit anything from it, and this is not what he is aiming at when he is asking us to, to fast. It's a spiritual work. It's by making the body weaker, this will allow your spirit to be released. Both of them have to happen in order for us to be able to say that we are truly experiencing a spiritual fast. It's a tool that helps us to regain authority and control over ourselves. The first battle where man lost against the devil was in the Garden of Eden, and it was the same war about eating. I want to eat or not to eat. God said not to eat, and then man was tempted to eat. So the beginning of us regaining authority is in the same battlefield where man lost in the beginning. You remember in the temptation on the mount for the Lord Jesus, the first temptation was about eating also. Change the stone and make it bread in order for you to be able to feed yourself and satiate yourself. In fasting we regain authority. I can say to myself no, and from this I can say to anything else no. I cannot resist temptation from the world if I am yielding to everything that's like I crave for. Is if the case is I always try and grant myself whatever I wish. I sleep whenever I wish. I wake up whenever I wish. I study whenever I wish. I do not study. I play as I wish as I can. By doing this, I am losing authority. Fasting is a season where this authority can be regain, regained back again. It is also a fellowship with Christ and the church. We say Jesus Christ fasted for us 40 days and 40 nights. So now is the season where the Lord was fasting. And if he is the head of the body, how can the head be fasting and the body 
would be delighting itself in all of the delicacies of the world. If the head is in pain, you cannot have a body that's enjoying. So the fellowship is what I would be doing with him. He did not fast because he needed to do so. He fasted for us to teach and to give us this way of perfection. So it is the time, the season for me, if I am in fellowship with him, to do likewise. Can we go separate ways? Christ is fasting and I am not. And we say that we are walking on the same path? I don't think so. It's also fellowship with the church. The church is fasting. I am member in the body. When you say or declare yourself not fasting for just any reason, as if you say, I do not belong. The church can do whatever it wishes and I do something else. This is not fitting, my brethren. Even though it's practiced outwardly, yet its success depends on the work inside each one of us. Yes, we look from outside, we're changing our diet. But the real work is what's going to happen inside you. Your repentance, your coming back, examining yourself, cleansing every, yourself from every filth of sin. This is what makes the fast a spiritual season. Fasting also is a ladder for our spiritual ascent, not just a burden to rid ourselves from. If I approach the fast with this mindset, how many days are left? Start counting from Monday. Ah, still 54 days until we break the fast. This will make the fast a torture, not something that we really can enjoy or we can benefit from. So this kind of the mindset that we should get ourselves to while we are getting in the, this season. The second thing to remember also is the dual work. Dual work means fasting has two aspects. It's the culmination between the bodily part related to the diet and the spiritual part related to prayers in its multiple forms. We always say this, fasting and prayer. We never speak about fasting alone. That's it. Just change your diet and then you will be pleasing to God. Fasting and prayer, both of them. Remember, it's a dual work. The observance of the diet with our spiritual part is what makes the fast to be a burden. Why fasting is a problem for many? Simply because what it changes only is the diet, nothing else. No prayers, no confessions, no repentance, no observance of a holy life in general. And that's why fasting is definitely a torment. My body is getting weaker and my spirit is not lifting it up. How can you imagine or think of St. Paul the Hermit? This man lived in the wilderness for 70 years without seeing a face of a man. And he was eating only every day like uh, a loaf of bread half uh, every day and, and that's it. When St. Anthony came to him, then a, a, a perfect one was delivered to him. How can this man live on a half uh, a loaf of bread? There is no way any human being can do this. But what was lifting him up with his spirit, he was in connection with God. And that's why he was able to survive this kind of like uh, scarcity of food. Ch- Changing our diet only, only, is like having a bird with one wing, cannot go anywhere. Or burning a coal in the end, in the censer without adding incense, just make smoke, nothing really of any kind of benefit. 
That's why repentance and confession is an essential part of it. It is the part that makes fasting a spiritual season, not just, not just a time to change our diet. The third point to think of is the consecration. It's not only a time or like we're like the church is praying differently, but I have the same lifestyle. Consecration is an important part, an essential part of the fast. For the fasting to succeed, the whole atmosphere around us should be different. Not only the diet on your table, it is the lifestyle, all of it. Everything should be different. Everything should be encouraging us to get closer to God. God's warning with this, I cannot endure iniquity and sacred meeting. Sacred meeting or observing a fast. Iniquity meaning I am living the same lifestyle. The same entertainment, the same time that's lost on the social media, the same outings, the same like partying, all of this will make the whole season is really of no meaning. The consecration also means to learn how to undo the excessive attachment. Maybe taking this as a spiritual exercise from Monday to Friday, no social media. Anything I watch will be spiritual. That's it. Maybe I'll shift my uh, uh, activities into more reading, watching something or learning something, but nothing else. No entertainment from Monday to Friday. Maybe this actually will give us a sense and a taste of the season. The time spent in the inner room with spiritual book or in examining ourselves. What we do inside our rooms when we get there. Let us make it a holy time, consecrated time, a sacred assembly. Al-i'tikaf, qaddisu sawman nadu bi'i'tikaf. To be isolated in a way with God and with myself. The fourth point is the seriousness of the practice. To be consistent. Serious meaning I do something that is consistent. A student who is serious about his study is studying every day consistently. To observe over everything, not only what we swallow and what we eat, but also over what we think of, what I let myself meditate and fantasize on, what I say, my words and my actions, all of these, the part of the consecration and the seriousness of the fast. Avoiding not only the sin, but also the steps that lead to it. If I am tempted with the sin of fornication, Abstaining from the sin is something good, but if I watch whatever I watch, and no restrictions are on my eyes whatsoever, then where is the seriousness here in saying that I am truly struggling? If I am struggling against the sin of anger, these bouts of explosions in the face of other people who are living with me or around me, what leads me to this? And how can I stop the steps in order for me not to end up into this place where I do not like myself? Seriousness also is shown in the continuity and the quick, quick corrections. One day I didn't pray, next day I will go back. I don't have to let many days passes while I am just like I am taken into this kind of slackness. The idea about cheating on fasting, something that says that the whole practice is really is not is not serious taking breaks from fast 
spring break is coming, we are plan- planning uh, a vacation, and in the vacation there is no fasting food, then it's okay to break the fast just for one week. The whole thing here is, again, says that I'm not serious. I'm just like taking this lightly, and that's why I'm not benefiting anything from it. It's a self-deception. When I fast one day and I break it one day, of course, there's difference between I have a practice, I have a canon from my father of confession, where he allows me to break some days from the fast. This is different than I take this on my own. I just break the fast whenever I'm at school and I see that today the menu is something that I like, so delicious, so no problem of cheating on this day. This is not serious practice. Diligence is man's precious position. Diligence, it is man's precious position. The last thing is fasting according to the rules. Even though the church is stating for us, we fast the great fast in this way, but sometimes every one of us can adopt for himself his own rules. I approach the fast with this mindset. I fast the number of days I wish with the style I wish, and I break it whenever I wish. I cannot say that I am practicing the same thing like what the church is teaching me. I am observing something on my own. I am walking according to my own rules. St. Paul says, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Imagine someone is running the marathon, and then after two miles he says, what about getting a golf cart? get myself into maybe having a shortcut and then I just come to the end and then I get to a finish line. He can do this definitely, but he is not going to be rewarded anything. This is not the rules. The rules is to run and run in a special way. In the same way also, when we approach the fast, make sure that you are fasting according to the rules. And the church is the one that sets the rules. Not families, not individuals. None of us makes the rules for the great fast. Maybe there is some kind of amendments between you and your father of confession. This is also according to the rules. Because your father can prescribe for you what you can endure. But not according to your own mind or whatever you favor. Abstinence is an essential part of the diet of the great fast. Abstinence now is something that is becoming from the past. People, whenever they fast... Very few people abstain from food in the morning. Under all of these situations that, oh, I can't, oh, I get headache. We all get headache when we abstain, at least in the first couple of days. After this, your mind will be trained and everything will be okay. Abstinence is a major part of how we feel the fast. Denying ourselves abstinence is we deny ourselves truly the taste of this good and spiritual exercise. We know this, but it's good to remind ourselves, no dairy, no fish, or any forms of meat. And here we make it again, the proclamation, cheese pizza is not fast. Okay, let's agree on this. Because people say, oh, cheese pizza, we can. No, it's not fast. Cheese is not fasting. Okay. According to the rules means there is more of Agbeya, there is a late liturgies, we strive to attend, come from 4 to 6 on Wednesday, tending to whenever possible. All of these are part of the rules in order for this season to be a spiritual one. I fast under the guidance of my spiritual father, as Kabuna, 
if you cannot see Abuna soon, pick up the phone. Abuna, can you guide me? How should I fast? It's time also to switch our like time into readings. We are having now during the Great Fast a book fair outside. When you go out today, there are multiple books for every age, for children, for teenagers, and for adults. Let us build this kind of spiritual library in our libraries in our homes. Let us have this that the kids get familiar with the book, they befriend the book. Let us fight against this very destructive tool, the smartphones, that crept into the life of all of us and became unfortunately something that's taking all of our attention. Let us help our children to learn how to read, encourage them, reward them for reading, having something before their eyes, a shelf that have multiple books where they can truly enjoy reading, connecting, with an idea, with thoughts, nourishing their mind, not only just stuffing their sense, themselves with images. All of these are the rules of the great fast. As I said in the beginning, my brethren, it's a spiritual season. We eat throughout the whole year, and we know at the end of the day, all of this food will make our bodies to be okay, but at the end of the day, these bodies will be laid in the ground, will be eaten by worms. This is the time when we start saving in heaven. Offer yourself as a sacrifice and offering. And then this is the beginning of having a treasure. It's time for us to focus more on this season. To heave for ourselves treasures in heaven. Rather than feeding a bodies, feeding bodies that we know at the end of the day will end up into dust and ashes. May the Lord to grant us a spiritual season. To him is the glory forever and ever. Amen.